you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. I believe alien life is quite common in the universe, although intelligent life is less so. Some say it has yet to appear on planet Earth. Stephen Hawking. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, we are talking all things aliens because it's October. And if you didn't know already, all of the coffee talks for this month are going to be infused with more paranormal, kind of weird, just Halloween inspired things because I don't know, it felt like a fun idea. And these are things I'm actually super into. And I've been having so much fun just doing research solely so that we can talk about it. And aliens is one of those things that popped instantly into my mind because it's something that I've always loved learning about. It's something that I've always, you know, the conspiracy theories of just like whether or not we've already been visited by them or if they even truly exist. This is all always kind of piqued my interest. And so with it being one of the Halloween spiked coffee talks, I figured let's talk about it. Do you think aliens exist? Why do you think we're here? Are we the aliens? There's just so many topics to cover. So I guess I'll start off by telling you guys my personal opinion on the whole situation, whether or not I believe in aliens and why. But before I go ahead and do that, if you haven't 
you know, listened through already, go and write me in the comments or tweet me or whatever now, whether you guys believe in it. I don't know. Like, I kind of want you guys to tell me before you listen and then tell me if it changes your mind after if you're people that don't or maybe if you do and I don't know, just either way, just tweet or just let me know now or like comment in the cast box comment section whether or not you guys believe in aliens because I'm curious to know your opinion before we get into what we're going to get into today. But that said, whether or not I believe in aliens, well, um, yeah, I actually do. <laughs> the only reason why is because at the end of the day, like you can take all of the conspiracy theories, you can take all the stories, you can strip it all down. But when it comes down to just plain old facts and numbers, there's just like no way that out of all of the billions upon billions of planets and, and just solar systems and stars out there, that we are the only one that just so happened to breed intelligent life. Like intelligent enough that we comprehend that we're here and we comprehend that there's more out there, you know, because there's obvious signs of like the beginnings of life on some planets that we have found apparently. But I mean, when you think about it, there's people or people who knows what they are, but there's planets for sure far, far, far out there that we can't even get to like light years and light years away. Okay. There's just no way that one of those isn't just like us, or at least isn't progressing along far enough to be wondering if there's life out there too. Or maybe, I don't know, there's so much to go into because then I'm like, well, maybe they already have and maybe they went extinct or I don't know. But anyways, when it comes down to just mere facts and numbers, the probability of there being another planet out there with life on it is extremely high. I feel like I would be naive to think otherwise, but that's my opinion. Let me know yours. <laughs> so the Milky Way is known to have about 100 billion stars in it, and there's estimates of four times larger than that. And that's just the Milky Way, okay? So the Milky Way is one galaxy. Like that's, blah. in 2009, NASA launched this spacecraft called the Kepler, and it was supposed to go to search for planets around like distant stars. And what it ended up finding out was that most stars have planets, and it was about like 80% of them that did. And a quarter of those planetary systems have a planet that is the same distance from the star that would allow liquid water. And of those 10 to 20% of the time, those planets are around the same size as Earth. So if you take all of those numbers, you can pretty much guess that there's got to be at least some planets out there in our galaxy that are, you know, able to be <laughs> lived on, like that have full on just ecosystems or habitats or living organisms or potentially life. So I was doing some research for this podcast and there is one little chunk that I pulled that says, where there's biology, there may as well be intelligence. And our increasing understanding of evolution also tells us that life can evolve faster than we ever anticipated. Millions of years is a long time for us, but in the blink of an eye on the cosmic scale. Blink too fast and you'll miss that pond scum turning into an intelligent civilization sending out messages every which way looking for friends. So, I mean, just taking all of that into account, that's what I mean when I say I feel like I would be naive to believe that there isn't life out there on other planets. And so when you start there, your brain just, there's so many different ways you could go with it, right? Are they like us? Are they not like us? Are they farther ahead? Are they not as far along as us? Are they intelligent? Are they even, do they talk? Do they, like, you just, you don't even know because it's such a question mark that it could truly be anything. I remember when I was little, one of the scary movies that I used to watch all the time with my like siblings and our cousins and our friends was Signs. If you guys have ever watched this movie, 
Okay, that movie just terrified me as a child. The scene of the alien at the birthday party, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and that would be that scary thing that my mind would go to, you know, where you're like, don't think about the thing. The thing for me was the alien. So aliens have always kind of freaked me out because it's something that is just, it makes me feel like (laughs) if there were some crazy kind of mind control, like anything like that, that was happening to us humans as individuals. It could be going on right now by aliens and we would have no idea. I mean, the odds are that's probably not the case, but I mean, I don't know why that just that concept really freaks me out. And so that movie scared me. And then when I was in high school, The Fourth Kind, that movie was also about aliens, but it was said to be based on a true story. And it shows like live footage of people being hypnotized and them reliving their alien experiences. And so between those two movies, aliens have always been one of those things that I'm super intrigued by the idea of them, but it also kind of scares the crap out of me because I don't know, who's to say that aliens are necessarily bad? I'm not saying that they are, and and maybe there's aliens listening to me talk right now. Oh my God, I can't even think about that. But even if, so I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying you're bad. If you're listening out there, aliens, I'm just saying you freak me out because I don't like the unknown. I don't like things that I can't predict. And there's no way to predict what kind of life could potentially be out there. So it freaks me out. There's a bunch of theories as to why we maybe haven't heard or met or seen from aliens yet. One of them is that aliens could all be dead or extinct. So the concept of maybe there has been a type of life on another planet, but they had gone extinct before we were able to find them kind of thing. Like if you think about even our Earth, eventually we do know that either our sun is going to burn out or, you know, there will be some sort of colossal storm or damage or a meteor, who knows. But eventually it's said to believe or Again, one of those things that luckily not in our lifetime, but eventually we will go extinct. Our Earth will go extinct. There is no, I mean, hopefully we find a way to not or to avoid that situation, but the probability of that situation being true is likely high. And so who's to say if we go extinct, there isn't some life form that evolves after us that then, you know, comes back and finds our destroyed planet and thinks, wow, there used to be people here. Like, That could be a concept that there is life that maybe isn't too far from us or wasn't too far from us, but they have already gone extinct and therefore we never got the chance to kind of, you know, coexist or mingle with them, I guess. I love how we're casually talking about mingling with aliens. The next theory is that they're like hibernating or waiting. This is where aliens start to freak me out, okay? So they're hibernating in the sense that maybe they destroyed their atmosphere or their habitat so bad that they couldn't exist. So they found a way to almost put themselves to sleep and they're waiting for a time that they can come back to life. Like if you watch The 100, it's this series on Netflix. That concept is kind of like what I'm talking about here, where in that, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but it's like the earth has gone extinct and so, or the earth had became inhabitable. And so like a bunch of humans go up in a spaceship and they live up there for a hundred years or they live up there. I forget how long they live up there, but they live up there for a certain amount of time. And decades later, they decide to send humans back to earth to see if it's able to be lived on again. And so that is kind of like, an example of that. So maybe there are aliens out there, but they've just somehow, 
you know, left or put themselves to sleep or they're hibernating or they're just waiting for something. But that's what I mean. Like, what is the something that freaks me out? I don't like that theory. The next theory is that they have yet to fully evolve. This theory I do like because it doesn't freak me out as much. The likelihood that there could be other life forms out there. And we've apparently found some planets where there's like the very, 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 very beginning seedlings of potential life. That is another concept that maybe there is life out there, but it's not fully evolved fast enough yet or far enough yet. And maybe we haven't either to know they exist and to connect with them. So that one I like because it's just like, you know what, we're over here doing our thing on Earth. They're over there doing their alien things on their alien Earth. And we just all haven't been able to say hi yet. We're just strangers, okay? That theory is my favorite. And then the fourth one is that the aliens are hiding or they're already here. And again, ugh, this one freaks me out. Like, what if they are already here? There's been so many stories. And the thing is, is that I'm not a big, huge conspiracy theory person. I love conspiracy theories. I love looking them up. I love researching them. I love kind of dabbling with the idea of them. But there aren't very many conspiracy theories that I am like, yes, that is the truth. So this kind of, I don't know, this one freaks me out because there's so many stories that I've done research on when it comes to aliens and there's so many stories that lace together with very similar details that that's where it starts to scare me like the people that have said that they've been abducted by aliens I know that you want to laugh even hearing that because I do too but all of them have such similar or the ones that seem the most real at least have such similar details in their stories that I'm like I don't know it just seems like it could be true even last night okay so Since I know I've been working on these podcast episodes, each week I've been kind of theming just my entire whatever off of what we've been talking about. So last week I was like super into ghosts and just doing ghosty things and like, I don't know, I just felt inspired by ghosts. And this week I've just been super drawn to aliens. So last night when I was going to eat my dinner, I was like, what do I feel like watching? And I threw on this alien conspiracy show and I was just like, why did I do this to myself? Because I was home alone and it was late at night and all of the things that they were talking about were just further wrapping my head around the idea that this could be a thing. So even some of the things that they talked about in it were freaky like a lot of the astronauts that have gone out into space almost all of them have come back saying that there was at least at one point or another a ufo that would like follow their ship and it is just just like not commonly talked about but a lot of them swear by it they're like there is this whatever it followed us for a certain amount of time and then it just like disappeared and there was one where the guy said that i don't know what he was doing but he was up in space for some reason and he looked out his window and when he blinked it was like there and then he kind of watched it for a while it followed them for a while but it would just like disappear and then reappear at another point around them and so that to me sounds like you know there are or could be life on other planets that is definitely further progressed than we have but I don't know. Again, who's to say that these stories are even true? Who's to say that they're up there in space and they're not just like tired and maybe eating all that dehydrated food isn't that good for your brain and like you just start seeing things? I don't know. It's such a weird thing to say you believe in it because it's we don't really have any backing proof to be like, there it is. Like there's a photo or there's a video without there being a way that it could be still you know, fabricated or twisted or maybe just taken out of context. And so I guess all we can really do is take people's word, right? So 
right after this mid-roll break, we're going to do exactly that. I pulled together a bunch of really, really freaky but cool alien stories that we're going to talk about and it's gonna be great. But bringing it back down to earth again for a few minutes, let's talk about some human things that have brought you today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Myro believes a good scent and a good mood go together like black coffee and breakthroughs. Myro's making deodorant better. They make their deodorant with a custom blend of essential oils to release over time to keep you fresh and to keep you dry. Their formula is hardworking, long-lasting, and no toxic anything. There's zero aluminum, zero parabens, and their ingredients are clinically tested for safety. Here's how it works. You choose your scent, your case, and your color, and then you get a refresh every three months delivered straight to your door, conveniently timed for when most people start to run out. You can switch scents, press pause, or stop literally anytime you want. I personally love that it's mixed with essential oils. I've been on a big essential oil kick lately, like especially lavender. I feel like all the time I just want to be surrounded by the calming effects of lavender. So having lavender in something like this is just like, yes, you can get 50% off your order and get started today for just five bucks. Visit mymyro.com slash talk and use the promo code talk. That is mymyro.com slash talk and then use the promo code talk. If you find yourself super busy and never really having time to cook or maybe even let alone learn how to, then HelloFresh is about to become your best friend. HelloFresh is a meal delivery kit service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so that you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. There's three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, and each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. The recipes are simple, outlined, and pictured with step-by-step instruction cards so you can feel confident cooking, you know? You don't have to be a master chef. And all the ingredients come pre-measured and handy labeled meal kits so that you know which ingredients go with which recipe. It's also going to just save you a lot of time from planning out your meals and going grocery shopping and cooking up foods and also a lot of money from all the food that you're not going to be throwing out anymore. Obviously the veggie ones are my personal favorite and they're so easy to be made vegan, not to mention they're super fast, which is obviously helpful during times like now, you know, when I'm 
posting videos every day. If you guys want to get $20 off your first three boxes for a total of $60 off, then visit HelloFresh.com slash Coffee Talk 60 and enter Coffee Talk 60. That's HelloFresh.com slash Coffee Talk 60 and enter the promo code Coffee Talk 60. It's like receiving six free meals. And welcome back. Okay, so like I promised, I pulled together some really, really cool and just really freaky alien stories. I went online and just sourced a bunch of them. And these are all ones that I've either found before and I went looking for just so we could talk about them. And then some new ones that I found. But you guys are going to notice in each of these stories, the scariest part about them, or just like the eeriest part about them all is that there's some similarities in them that you would not be able to just make that up. And these are people that don't know each other. These are stories I've pulled from different places. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to preface you guys with that. So let's get in first with Barney and Betty Hill's abduction. Barney and Betty Hill claimed that in 1961, a bright light swooped over their car on a New Hampshire road and that they woke up a few hours later and the car had been magnetized. With regressive hypnosis, which by the way, is usually what a lot of people tend to do when they say they've seen aliens, they go and get like regressive hypnotic, I don't know, whatever done on them, which I've also kind of in a weird way done before because I've done like a past life regression. So I can say that it's definitely a weird concept to think about. I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but anyway, they go and they do their regressive hypnosis and both were able to recall being abducted and probed by little gray men. (laughs) Betty astonished authorities when she began drawing a map of the constellation the creatures claimed to be from. Initially, it looked like nonsense until a few scientists noticed that it resembled Zeta, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but Zeta Reticuli, (laughs) a system inside the constellation Reticulum, largely unknown in that year. So, okay, she does this past life regression. So does he, whatever, whatever. That could be stuff they're making up, right? But how on earth would she just like memorize a constellation that these aliens were from? Either way, super weird. I don't know. But still not enough like evidence for me to be like, yes, proof that aliens exist. So instead, let's keep going. Let's see what else we've got here. So in 1977, Ohio State's Big Ear Radio Telescope intercepted a 72 second burst of sound that bore signs of having come from interstellar space which could be a sign of an extraterrestrial communication. The anomaly measured 1,420 megahertz, a frequency in the waterhole, a term for a radio emission range thought ideal for intergalactic messages because it is unusually quiet. Jerry Eamon, or Eamon, I could be saying his last name wrong, the astronomer who spotted it, was so excited that he scribbled a giant wow on his printout. <laughs> I feel like that's what I would do. Like, if if I ever witnessed anything alien-related, the first thing I would think to do is just wow. I would just take a big Sharpie and be like, wow. <laughs> Love that. Love that that's what he did. Okay. Astronomy's explanations for the bizarre phenomenon include secret spy satellites and a passing comet nobody knew about in 1977, but many admit nothing explains it adequately, and even if the signal doesn't prove that aliens exist, it's still a tug on the cosmic fishing line. To date, it remains the best evidence of alien communication ever obtained. So that, okay, that I can say persuades me a little bit more on the idea that maybe there is life out there. Like, That one too doesn't scare me as much in the sense that if that was all they were able to do was just send like one 72 second little like beep, but like in a cool 
radio. I don't know. I'm not into that stuff, but like my brain perceives it as just they send these wavelengths to us that for 72 seconds obviously made it through. That tells me that maybe they're out there, but that doesn't sound like crazy evolved to me. That just sounds like they're like, hey, but like that was in 1977. So why haven't they tried since then? Who knows? Anyways, next story. I still love that he just wrote like, wow. All I can think about is Owen Wilson. Just like, wow. You know? (laughs) Okay. So let's get into this little UFO crash I found. Everything seems to be like dated from the 1960s and 70s. I feel like that was such an era for the aliens. You know, they just apparently there was a lot that happened in those those two decades, such as in 1965, an intense fireball streaked over southern Canada whoop, whoop, and Detroit and dropped debris over Ohio, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Officially, it was declared a mid-sized meteor, but eyewitnesses in the small Pennsylvania town of Kecksburg claimed that they found an acorn-shaped object about the size of a VW Beetle in the woods that was festooned with hieroglyphics. Newspaper reporters on the ground said that the military conducted a close inspection of the crash site, and despite the official line being that the search yielded absolutely nothing, conspiracists maintained the object was packed onto an army flatbed and that the whole thing was covered up. Which is super freaky, right? Because if there were, you know, a UFO crash or an alien sighting or anything of the sort, the government would probably cover it up. Like, realistically, you don't want the whole world going into a panic or a frenzy. So, of course, you would want to cover it up. You wouldn't want anyone to know what you saw. You would want to do it to protect the public. So, I believe that. Like, that to me would make sense. I don't know. It freaks me out. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed, and I've watched a lot of alien documentaries, are like the people that say they get abducted. Those are the ones where all of the stories have these really weird, similar, just details to them all. So for starters, I found another one that was in the 70s. It was in 1975. And this team of loggers claimed that their co-worker, who was 22, his name was Travis Walton, disappeared for five days after this glowing disc in Arizona just like zapped him up with a bluish ray. Apparently there was just like this UFO that just like hovered and threw down this blue ray and Travis was curious so he walked under it and they abducted him. He claims that he woke up on a table in a sterile looking room surrounded by three well-developed fetuses wearing tanned robes. I want to, I don't, that makes me want to puke for some reason. Like that freaks me out. When he tried to flee, he passed out. And then when he regained consciousness, he said that the aliens had ditched him on an Arizona roadside. So the story received loads of publicity and people thought that he had like died, that he had been murdered when really he just wakes back up five days later on the side of the road in Arizona. And he's like, yo, I got abducted by aliens like that. uh, I don't know. That's super weird. I don't know Travis as a human or as a person, but I'd love to just like sit down with Travis and just see. Well, this was in 1975, but just see who he is like a like just the kind of guy he is. Because I don't know. I feel like meeting these people that say they've been abducted by aliens, you'd be able to know by the way they tell the story if it happened based on their reaction to it, right? Like their physical reaction, the way they tell the story, all of that. I just want to sit down with Travis and ask him about this abduction. The crazy thing is, is that all of the coworkers that had worked with him, all of the loggers, they all took polygraphs, like lie detector tests and passed. So not only did, you know, he say that he was abducted by aliens and returned five days later, but the people that saw him get (laughs) abducted by this bluish light all passed a lie detector test 
in saying that they had seen it. So I don't know. It's one thing for one person to say that they were abducted, but it's another thing for a whole group of people to believe it so wholeheartedly that they all could pass a lie detector test because not one of them tripped up. I don't know. I've seen a lot of Dr. Phil and like a lot of Maury and those lie detector tests, they will tell you if you lying. Okay. We all know that. If you can't get your heart rate to chill out long enough to make it seem like you're telling the truth when you say you weren't a cheating husband or a cheating wife, then there's no way you'd be able to slow it down enough to make people believe or to convince yourself and your body enough to believe the truth of there being aliens that you would be able to pass that test. That's freaky to me, especially since I've watched a lot of alien documentaries about people that have been abducted. And a lot of them say the same thing, that they wake up in these like sterile environments. And I remember one of them, the girl saying that the main dude that was like doing tests on her was called like the doctor. And it was weird that they were all talking, but none of them were actually using like their mouths to talk. They were just, they were talking, but she could hear it all in her head. And they were communicating with her by just like placing thoughts into her head. And it was their voices though. Like all of them will say that they woke up in these sterile environments that they were being tested on and that the level of advancement that these extraterrestrials or those aliens were at was far more advanced than where we were. And that a lot of the times they were just placed back on earth unharmed and left alone. And some of them will always say that they were like abducted again or that like, you know, the sightings never stop. And then there's some that say that they nothing ever happens to them ever again. But a lot of these stories have such similar details that it freaks me out to think that how are all of these people coming up with the same story, you know? And okay, yeah, maybe they all just had very similar dreams or like nightmares that were just so vivid that it felt like it happened. But for someone to go missing for five days and then wake up and say that that's all they remember and pass a lie detector test about that, that is a little bit more than just having a similar dream as somebody else and being like, yo, remember that time we got abducted by aliens? I honestly, like, I can't even, even just talking about these things, like, I want to laugh every time I say this stuff because it sounds so just bizarre. But again, it just bring it right back to the numbers. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of the Drake equation. So it was this equation made by an astronomer. I think his name was like Frank, Frank Drake. I could be wrong. But anyway, it was him. He was an astronomer and like an early pioneer in search for extraterrestrial life. And he tried to find or he created really an equation that would bring an answer as to how many different life forms might just be in the Milky Way. So the way that he did this, and if you guys want to look up the Drake equation, you'll see what it looks like. It's like a super complicated, like N equals R star F lower P N E. Like it's crazy. But basically the components of it are broken down to how fast stars form in our galaxy, the percentage of stars that have planets, the number of Earth-like planets around each star that has planets, the percentage of Earth-like planets that develop life, the percentage of planets that develops intelligent life, and the percentage of intelligent species that go on to create technology that could be detected by an outside civilization like ours. One example of this is radio signals. And then the average number of years the advanced civilizations release detectable signals. So basically, when you multiply the first three numbers together, you get the rate of which Earth-like planets are formed in our galaxy. And then the next three components tell us how likely it is that an advanced civilization like humans would evolve on an Earth-like planet. So long story short, once you do all of it, it breaks down to the fact that there might be around 140,000 species just like us living in the Milky Way. 140,000. 
thousand. We're not just talking about one possibility anymore. Like this whole podcast, we've been like, there might be one type of alien out there that's communicating and visiting us and abducting poor Travis, you know, just a guy trying to just cut down some logs. And instead, there actually could be 140,000 of them. So that being said, that could equate to the minor differences in people's stories, you know, the ones that do pass these lie detector tests, but their stories are a little bit different. Who's to say that different aliens aren't coming and visiting, different aliens aren't abducting us, or different aliens aren't sending different types of signals or aren't, you know, some being further advanced, some being not as advanced. If there's 140,000, odds are there's probably a bunch that are way further along than we are, and there's probably a bunch that aren't even close to where we are. So basically what we're getting at here is that all of the alien possibilities are true. You know, the reasons why we maybe haven't seen them yet. I bet you some of them are hiding. I bet you some of them are extinct now. I bet you some of them are maybe not fully advanced enough to communicate. And I bet you some of them are, you know, already here. Ugh, freaky but true. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think. I'm actually just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and live tweet right now. I'm gonna ask everybody on Twitter whether or not they believe in aliens. And I want to know what they're going to say. So we'll check back to that at the end of this podcast episode. But first, we have one more thing left to talk about. If we're sitting here talking about aliens on some other, you know, weird planet in either the Milky Way or another galaxy, because it's also been proven that other galaxies aside from the Milky Way are actually more likely to have 10 times more, like 10,000 times more uh, possibilities of life. But let's just bring it on back to us just here, right now. You listening, me talking, us speaking these weird words, these vowels, these sound waves, and you picking it up, you understanding what I'm saying. You know, wherever you're sitting right now, I'm sitting in my bedroom. I'm just petting my dog. I've got a blanket on me. In a way, this is always what trips me out when I think about aliens. But in a way, we could be the aliens. Like, who's to say that there is not some girl, or I don't even know if it would be male, female, who knows, but some living being on some other planet doing something similar as I am and as you are right now, talking about whether or not there's life on other planets, and we're sitting here talking about the same things. Like, we might be the aliens. Who's to say that we're not the ones that they're looking for? It's such a weird concept to think that maybe they have pink trees where they are, maybe... Like I said, there aren't males and females. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they don't have legs and arms. I don't even know what I would picture aliens as. There's like the classic green alien or the signs alien, if you will, freaking me out in the middle of the night. But who's to say that we're not the aliens? And okay, like I said, I'm not super into the conspiracy theories, but I would be lying if I hadn't thought about it once when, and this is how book ideas and stuff come up, right? But I've thought about this once, like who's to say that some alien force or some extraterrestrial type came and didn't just plop us here or maybe take monkeys and infuse who they were with monkeys and then drop us back down and just see what we do. Maybe we're an experiment. There's so many segues of conversation that you can take when it comes to talking about this stuff because the possibilities are endless. There's even thought that there could be aliens already closer than we think, just like hiding out in Mars, which I know that again, that just sounds ridiculous, right? But Who's to say they're not in just like refugee camps, like deeply hidden underwater? Who's to say that Mars didn't have life long before Earth did? It was found that apparently 
4.5 billions of years ago, at least one-fifth of Mars was covered in an ocean that was 450 feet deep. So, I mean, that, that right there, like, so there used to be a full ocean on Mars, right? And apparently, at one point, I found out that not only was it covered by ocean, the last lake to ever be surfaced on Mars was existing at the same time that life was actually here on Earth. So that kind of leads me to believe like, hey, who's to say that there wasn't life at one point on Mars that went extinct and then we came after? Who's to say that maybe they're not still there, just like hiding underneath and waiting, you know, hibernating. Maybe they put themselves to sleep. There's so many possibilities. There's so many theories. And then at the end of the day, who are we to even say what's true and what isn't when we ourselves are aliens? Crazy to believe, but completely true. Okay, so I'm going to check my Twitter now and see how many of you guys are going to be on my side prior to even hearing this. Okay, so Savannah says, girl, we ain't the only things breathing out here. Yep, retweet. Michael says, yes. Sunny says, for sure. <laughs> Alexis says, yes and no. I'm the type of person to have to see it to believe it, but I do think that it's possible. Okay, I see you. Like, the thing is, is that it truly is possible. Like, there's no way that we could prove aliens don't exist. All we're ever going to be able to do is just find further proof that they do, right? So it's possible, but I get needing to kind of see it to believe it type of thing. Brooke says, it's naive not to. How could we be so crazy to think that Earth has the only life in the universe? Aliens might not be what we think they are, but there are definitely other forms of life beyond us. Yes. Okay. So I, that's pretty much exactly what I would say. <laughs> Lulu says I'm dating one kind of, um, I would like further follow-ups on that. Lulu, how exactly are you dating an alien? Were you abducted? I need to know. I need more details. Lumiere says when I was a kid, I thought I saw a UFO. I told my sisters and they laughed. So the answer is maybe. <laughs> okay. I'll finish with one last story for you guys too. This is a story I have not told very many people. So <laughs> I feel like telling you guys because it's so on topic and it's so, I don't know, I've just been, now I'm just super obsessed with aliens. I know that this is just going to be a thing for the rest of the week now because now that we've all talked about it, I'm just, I need to know more. I'm going to keep doing research. But anyways, there was one time I would have been in grade seven or eight, so I wasn't like super young, right? And I'm in my childhood bedroom, which was in Kingston. I can vividly remember exactly what my bedroom looked like this night. And just, I was up and I had this crush on this kid that lived down the street from me. And I was like thinking about him. And I used to just like stare out the window because I'm a creep and he lived on my street. And not that I would ever see him, like he lived far down the street. I just, I don't know, it just made me feel close to him and my little 13 year old heart. Who knew? Anyway, I vividly remember listening to my MP3 player and staring out the window. And far off into the distance. We lived in this neighborhood that was just being built up. So there was a lot of forest around us. Far off into the distance, I saw this orange light and it just slowly fell from the sky. And I remember for the longest time just staring at it and being like, am I actually seeing this or am I going crazy? And I almost was like waiting for it to disappear as I blinked. But I watched it and it just slowly and slowly fell and just like was this orange circle and then it kind of flickered and then it disappeared. And so I'm not saying I saw a UFO or an alien per se. I was kind of convinced because, like I said, I don't know if I think that that's what aliens would. I don't know. I don't think that that was a UFO. I think that it was maybe just like a meteor or a comet or something. Or maybe I just witnessed a really close shooting star. Who knows? But 
that in itself, I remember that freaked me out for a really long time too. And I think that was like the beginning seedlings of me just being terrified by the thought of being like abducted and taken by aliens. I think also too with the sleep paralysis that I sometimes get and just like the night terrors that I've sometimes had. Just all of it infused gives me this really eerie feeling about aliens, but I don't think that we should be scared of them. And I'm saying that more so to convince myself than to convince you. But long story short, I think at the end of the day, if there are aliens out there and if we have or have not connected with them, I'm just going to go with the facts. And the facts are we have no reason to believe that they are evil or that any other living species is out to kind of get us, you know? So... I'm going to stick with the facts and just think that if that was a comet, if that was a UFO, if all of these people that have been abducted and been tested on and whatever, if it's all true, then all I'm saying is I'm open to having a cup of coffee with an alien and that I mean no harm and to please don't hurt me. That's it. So there you guys have it. That is today's Coffee Talk podcast episode all about aliens. This was just such a fun one. I'm loving the October podcast because we're talking about such weird stuff, but it's super cool because I feel like we get to geek out together while we sip on caffeinated beverages, which is exactly what we would do if we were hanging out in person. So like I said, let me know if you guys haven't already on Twitter or in the comment section on CastBox or wherever you're listening, if you guys believe in aliens. I definitely do. Now you guys know. Um, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. And if you do, how far does that belief go? Do you believe these abduction theories? Do you believe that they've been here? Do you believe that we maybe just haven't, you know, communicated with them yet? Where on the scale of believing in aliens do you sit? And other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Next week, we're talking more cool, supernatural things. So definitely stick around and I'll talk to you guys all then. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.